0: Hello, and welcome to Rocket's Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace and ExpressVPN. I'm Simone de Rochefort, supervising video producer at Polygon, and I'm here with Brianna Wu, executive director of Rebellion Pack, and Christina Warren, senior cloud developer at senior developer advocate at GitHub. I was looking at the <laughs> ads and not at your name
1: and I forgot it. How how many shows is it going to be until you get this, Simone?
0: I don't know. Christina, how long is it that you've been at GitHub now? Uh, seven months. Oh, gosh. I got I I okay. What I have to do is start weaning myself off reading it out of the dock. Cause yours, Brie, yours mm-hmm. I've got. I do sometimes still feel myself starting to forget it at, before I say it. But Christina's, I haven't weaned myself off reading it yet, which means I will never learn it. And sometimes you have to cut the strings of your parachute so you can fly. Um <laughs> We have a exciting. I feel like this show. is a
1: seventeen generations of sh- of shame situation. That's that's my yeah. opinion. I think it's. Think so? I think it's. It's your children are going to have shame, and your grandchildren. <laughs> oh, I, I think seven generations. I think seven generations. That's,
2: I yes. I think it's okay. I think it's fine. I've I mess up my own job title sometimes, so it's really fine. <laughs> like like I, I I I appreciate like Bree like really like going to bat for me here. But honestly, it's fine.
1: Can't you just design your own job title? And couldn't you show up and say, you know what? From yeah, now couldn't on, you make I'm, one that's I'm better? Overlord. <laughs> overlord I, mean, I mean, look. I,
2: okay. I mean, honestly, my goal. So when I was at Mashable, I was briefly the, the director of Awesome. And <laughs> and I would kind of like to bring that back. Here, Here's the problem for me. It's so close to your former title
0: that I know, it's a struggle. I know.
2: It's a struggle. No, and not only that. It, no, it, it is. It's a struggle for me too. And and if you recall, that former title was once the title that I have now. So it's been like Senior Developer oh. Advocate. Then it was Senior Cloud Developer Advocate. Then it was Senior Cloud Advocate because there were politics involved on the team where certain people were like, well, I'm not a developer and so we should just be cloud. And the rest of us were like, it doesn't matter sorry you'll have to believe that because you're developer advocates (laughs) (laughs) right 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 but they're like but i'm not a developer i'm an ops person it was it was dramatic and i'm really glad to not anyway sharing things that
1: that that sounds anyway since the rest of the show since you know obviously elon's the first topic i i want to just start with a little more levity before we jump right into that and i want to talk briefly about this awesome GIF that Christina dropped into our chat that I saw and I absolutely loved. <laughs> G- Christina, can you tell people about this so they can actually use it? Cause I I love yes. this.
2: Yes. So uh you know like the famous like Homer meme where he's backing into a bush. Uh, on the Simpsons, like the famous, like Homer backing into a bush shift. So, um, we, 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 we recreated that on, um, last week's episode of the downloads. So if you go to youtube.com slash github, it's there, or you can, um, we'll, we'll pin it in the show notes. Um, but we recreated that and we, um, then one of my colleagues made a, a, a GIF of it. And actually, I don't know if there's, I will upload it to what, what are the, what are the GIF services now? Uh, Giphy, I think is still one. With a pH? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and that's then there's like the ten or something. One. So yeah. So I'll, I'll upload it to those and we can link it. But
1: um I uh Is it after effects work? I mean, you it, didn't like go out and get a bush no. and two people uh, pulled them to no, the side. No, no, for no, no, you, no, no. no that that was it, it just, yeah. I happened to be in front of a green
2: screen and then um this is oh. just this was just editor Matt who just made the uh the animation um by just putting in yeah some after effects stuff. So I just backed up. I was I I was hoping he'd be able to do something like that, but it was better than I expected. Where I, I was yeah. doing some stuff with a thumbnail, and then he was able to, to meme it, which was like everything I've ever
0: wanted. We love to be meme. I feel
1: like you should, yeah, you're very memeable, and I want like a series of these that I can use for situations. Like, let's say a billionaire is wrecking my very favorite social media service. Yeah. I would like something with like you just face palming or you sitting in front of a bottle of Jack Daniels and just taking a drink <laughs> straight from the bottle. Like I, w- I would use those that would that would increase the fun in my life. I feel. Yeah,
2: no, I totally agree. Also, also one thing I want to share because <laughs> you would appreciate this with like have, being able to do your Jack Daniels thing. So we made this one of our our um, Slack reactions and the one of the original, uh, Suggested titles. We did not go with this one. Even oh, I was here. like, "We can't." Was I'm preparing film to girl write dash down bush? Oh god! No <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was, was like, what? "Film girl dash dash bush." And uh, and we decided that, that was not <laughs> going to work. So instead, it's 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 film girl dash. Nope. Um. But yeah, that was um. So that just adds, I think, to it even more.
0: Incredible.
1: That was a good call. Yeah. Very good that, call. wanted yeah. to call that yeah.
0: content moderation in a way. And in that sense, it links <laughs> to what will be the bulk of our show tonight. Yes, yes we are going to be talking oh, no. about Twitter. We have to. Uh, and after oh. that, we will be following it up with a couple more lighthearted topics. Uh, we're going to be talking about Henry Cavill's taking his leave of The Witcher. And for you Boosties, our subscribers in our bonus segment, uh, we're going to be talking about... The return of something exciting on Tumblr. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you can, of course, become a, a subscriber, a Relay FM subscriber, and uh, enjoy those bonus segments that take place after the show. Uh, so, last week, if you'll remember, We recorded on a Wednesday and at the top of the show, we said we know literally at this second that we are recording, Elon Musk is supposedly walking into Twitter headquarters or he's handing a $44 billion check to someone or he's, I don't know, throwing Twitter employees out windows. He's he's acquiring it, but a lot's going to happen over the weekend. We don't want to talk about this preemptively. So let's wait till this week. Now it is this week. Now you have to listen to us talk about Elon Musk uh, finalizing his purchase of twitter uh there's a few things to cover with this there there's a lot of rumors flying around we're going to be talking about those uh throughout the topic because he's said a million things that he wants to change about the platform as far as i know right now right now 9 16 p.m on a wednesday <laughs> none of those are like certainly set in stone but we got to talk about them because that's what's going on That being said, first, context. So like I said, he closed his deal to buy Twitter for $44 billion, which is an obscene amount of money. Since then, the company has seen a lot of high-level departures, uh, both firings as well as uh, willing departures of people who feel their time at Twitter has come to an end. There are as well rumored layoffs. I've seen some pretty big numbers thrown around, but again, as of right now, there there have been no mass layoffs i think there've been a few people who have been let go but nothing uh to the tune of i think the what was it like the 70% that was rumored right
2: and and that that was that was before um everything happened the most Acu- well, the most common, I guess, rumored uh, updates now would be that it'll be twenty five percent, which mm-hmm. is still like
0: still a pretty 1800- big number. Uh, yeah, it's still like eighteen hundred yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh,
1: non-trivial. Yeah.
0: As of now, or as uh, of late, uh, CEO Parag Agrawal is of course gone, as Bye. well as Twitter CFO Ned Siegel, Chief Marketing Officer Leslie Berland, Chief Customer Officer Sarah Personet, Head of Product Jay Sullivan, and Head of People and Diversity Delana Brand, among the people who have left the company or been let go um as well there have been the reverberations throughout the corporate world so the advertising company ipg which manages agencies that manage clients like coca-cola american express mattel and johnson and johnson has advised his clients to pause their spending on twitter as they don't know what's going to happen to content moderation on the platform Content moderation is, of course, something that has been uh, at at the core of this. Uh, Elon Musk is a huge advocate of, quote unquote, free speech, um, which is wonderful as a quality uh, and is not, he seems to conflate that with content moderation. That's something that we will talk about throughout the topic. So let's just start off, I guess, with top level uh, impressions, uh, huge departures on the marketing level. Elon Musk is in at Twitter. It's official. He's the CEO. Reactions, uh, Christina.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, I think we all didn't know. I mean, look, this—the last six months has been insane. I think that that's that's the only way to say this. I th- I don't think that anybody could have predicted any of this happening, let alone how it happened. Uh, and and every single update has just been more crazy. Um, so it's one of those things where I'm, uh, yeah. I, there was a, you know, I think it, it, I was talking with a lot of people, including some former high-level Twitter people, where we were all like, we're not going to believe this until it actually happens. You know, there was the lawsuit. Uh, it seems like, you know, uh, the reading the tea leaves, it seems like he did this partially to avoid the lawsuit, which would, would have, you know, dragged more things out in discovery and and just uh, – and his lawyers mm-hmm. probably told him, you're not going to win. Um, so, yeah. Uh, This is this is kind of unprecedented as like a business exercise. And then, of course, the whole thing is happening on Twitter. And I've said this before. I have a lot of friends who now most of them are former Twitter employees, but I've known a lot of people over the years who've worked there even as of six months ago, you know, had a lot of people that I knew that worked there. And so I'm I'm not in any way trying to make light on what this is. Having said all of that, it's impossible to not watch this situation unfold and not sort of marvel at the spectacle of all of it. And that includes now the, you know, the hangover, so to speak, of, of what happens now. Um, and we're going to talk about all the different financial implications, you know, what this means for how much Musk is on the hook for and other things. Um, uh, Neel Patel at uh, The Verge wrote, I think, the definitive sort of like article, op-ed, yep. everything uh, about what this – what 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 elon is going to have to deal with now and and i think that uh that's uh welcome to hell or something like that was was like one of the was either the headline or the um the subhead and uh i think that that he basically completely uh said everything that that i would want to say so well done uh nile on that but uh yeah i mean this is there's a lot to unpack uh but uh, i i i cannot deny and i'm sorry if this makes me seem callous but it is what it is there's like a gallows humor aspect to it like there's there's a spectacle mm-hmm. that you can't not watch like it it literally is just a car crash that's not only happening but that we're all watching and we're all part of it's it's sort of it's kind of remarkable i have to say
1: I mean, I, I do want to add on to that. I mean, it's it, it really strikes me as being similar to when Trump uh, was elected at first because, you know, there's this spectacle, there's the reality show. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, it's the presidency, but it's an absolute S show every single day. And, mm. you know, for a while it was never fun or entertaining, but there was kind of a a car crash aspect to it that you couldn't look away from. That is what Twitter has been every single day since he's bought it. You know, on day one, you've got 4chan accounts that are, you know, seeing how much they can use the N word to, uh, you know, basically test the edges of those metrics You've got uh, all these accounts that are out there maliciously uh, misgendering transgender people on Twitter trying to test the edges of that. Uh, I don't know what y'all's DMs are like, but I have open DMs and mine are nothing but cryptocurrency bots trying to fish me now like way more than before. And then, you know, you come to two days ago where he's retweeting this crazy conspiracy theory at Hillary Clinton about Nancy Pelosi's husband being involved in some stuff I'm not even going to say on the show, basically trying to victim blame. So it's like every day it's it's this crazy clown show of someone running Twitter. And I don't know how y'all feel about it, but it's like I went through this with the Trump presidency and I'm, I'm tired of it. I don't want to think about who owns Twitter. I don't need this every day. And it is just completely like Twitter at the best of times is essentially a social media network for old people to go argue with each other. I'm sorry. Like young people don't use Twitter. It just is an older audience. That's a fact. And, you know, on its best day, it's not that pleasant a place to be. And in this current state where everything I tweet, I've got 50 Elon Musk bots like, uh, you know, tweeting insults at me and I'm having to file a million like trust and safety reports a day. It's it's just miserable. And today I woke up, I just deleted Twitter from my phone because I'm like, I can't keep like this is. This is not a sustainable social media network, uh, at least with this energy.
0: Have you experienced that kind of shift in the platform as well, Christina?
2: No, I've got to be completely honest with you. I've experienced absolutely no difference in anything. Um, uh, now I do understand that they, they kind of froze the code base and that a lot of people are not working or don't know what to do. And, and from talking to people who are still at Twitter, they've heard almost nothing in terms of like feedback in terms of like what's going to happen other than getting details of like what the severance packages will be and things like that. And there has been some, some completely like it from, from everything I can tell, like just incorrect reporting about how that has been uh, taken care of, right? Like there are all these rumors that he was going to lay everyone off before November 1st to avoid paying out vesting. And like none of that was true. Mm-hmm. Um, there, he he, Some of the CEOs who were due for like these huge golden parachutes, he is claiming, like the CEO and some other people he's claiming like, oh, I'm going to, um, you know, fire them for cause so I don't have to pay it out. Again, the lawyers are going to like deal with that. And I'm going to be completely honest here. I don't care. Like if if you're talking about somebody who has like like millions and millions and millions of dollars in stock. And that like, they have the money to have lawyers like fight for that for them. I, I don't care. Like, I don't care about Parag Agarwal at all. I don't care yeah. about Jay Sullivan at all. I don't care about the lawyers. I don't. Um, I care about like the regular rank and file people. But no, my only actually, interestingly, the only, only thing that happened to me on Twitter was that I did make some comments dunking on Parag because
1: I was going
0: to say, speaking of Parag Agarwal, would you yeah. like to talk about what happened to you? But oh, before yeah, we no, get so into like, that, be, can sure. I just yeah. say
1: one thing ultra quickly? I want to be really clear here. I don't think there have been changes in the code base per se. What I do think is that in the flood of people rushed in with this news, excited for a new group of people to troll and I think that influx of people have gone after, I think it's gone after transgender people. I think it's gone after people of color. And I think it's gone after, uh, let's, fr- let's face it, I spend a, I'm, I'm pretty well known as a Musk critic at this point on You're Twitter. You're in politics. Yeah. And yeah. So I, I yeah, just no, want to clear. And that. yeah, yeah.
2: I that. I, yeah. I, sure. And, and yeah, I'm not, people I'm not, I discount- have
0: been emboldened. Perhaps. Yeah.
2: I, And again, I'm not discounting any of that. I'm just saying that to me, like, causation like isn't necessarily – like, correlation isn't necessarily causation or or however the the, the phrasing goes. Like, I think that I I would actually stock this up not to stuff not being enforced, but just maybe there being an influx of um, uh, activities and systems not running the way that they should. But as far as we know – Nothing has actually changed policy-wise with anything yet, uh, and 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 Musk is having to do this really difficult thing now, where he tries to convince advertisers, you know, um, to still trust him, which a lot of them have said they won't. But to go back to what happened to me. I criticized Parag which I don't care. Um, like like good, good good for you dude. You got 60 million dollars for for ruining the company you spent your career at. Like yeah. congratulations. I I don't care. Um and then um, a very strong contention of of pro Parag people primarily from Indian Twitter um, uh, got up in my mentions. Then I muted that thread cuz I don't care. And then someone else quote retweeted me, a guy who works at Facebook uh, on horizon. So yeah, great, great, smart, very, very bright person there. Um and his quote retweet of me got like like twenty thousand likes oh, and like thousands my. of comments. Now I had it muted. So actually the mute filter did work because I didn't say it. But then someone said something to me where I um was able to kind of see what had happened. And I was like, okay, so you're gonna bring all this hate and this sort of stuff in my comments if I hadn't had things muted, like that's kind of messed up. So I replied to him and then you're gonna have to bleep me here. I said, he's still not going to Oof. you. And, uh, and, 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 and and that guy, which I'm not claiming it's nice, but it's funny and it's accurate. And, and then that guy blocked me and nothing of value was lost. So honestly, <laughs> my only interaction with all of this, like, and I'm super sorry that Brie for the additional stuff you've been going through, but my only thing to be completely clear was entirely of my own making, right? Like, I, I was like, I was like ish posting and I was like uh, clearly trolling and, and you know, the platform reacted the way the platform acts. So that's been my only
0: response is things that were completely my own fault. I would like to give you a platform to just say, you know, like, you're not wrong. He did kind of a bad job. Like, uh, okay, really no, the, bad th- job. the thing that bothered me about because I, I did go into the comments on your tweet and the, we're not going to spend the whole thing talking about this. Don't worry, listeners. But I, I went into the comments and there are people reacting as if it were kind of this binary choice of like. So you're saying you would, ra- because you're criticizing Parag Agarwal, you're saying you would rather have Musk as the CEO. And <laughs> I'm it's like, like, no, no th- those, those two things are not like equivalent. Like he did a bad job and yeah. it's unfortunate that Elon Musk is also the CEO. Yeah, You were not saying that. Parag Agrawal would be like worse question, although maybe, well, we'll see. But like, I don't know. It, it I don't know. you weren't comparing them. You weren't even comparing I mean, them. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I was, I
2: was going to say, there was absolutely no correlation there. I simply said that I think, has there ever been like uh, somebody who's had like a shorter or worse tenure as a public company CEO? And I don't think there has been. People are like, oh, well, he doubled the value of the company. Okay, well, yes and no, because A, the stock is actually pretty flat. So what it sold for, most people who were longtime shareholders, didn't really make a lot of money off of it, especially if they've been holding it a while. They didn't lose money, to be clear, right? But it's not like they made money. And B, like, congratulations, the shareholders got rich. Like, is that really,
0: like, like, (laughs) honestly… That's why we're all here.
2: (laughs) Right. It's it's like I care about the future of the platform and the people who've been building it and and that sort of thing. I don't actually care about, like, the rich people who made also in very, like, to be very clear, small amounts of money – like on this investment that that some of them had been in for, you know, a decade. Like I I you know, I'm like uh, you know, like simp more. Also, like you got 60 million dollars to go away. Congrats mm-hmm. on your money, but I'm not going to say you were a good leader. Also, the whole reason that Elon bought the thing was because the call that he had with him was so disastrous and he handled like and we know this from the um from the discovery texts that were released as part of the the lawsuit that um, you know, uh, was uh, able to to uh, conclude because Elon bought the company was because the whole reason Elon bought the company was because uh, I guess Prague had him off so much when he was going to join the board that he was like, no, I'm not going to join the board. I'm just going to buy you instead. So like, honestly, this whole thing is kind of his fault. Yeah. I mean, it's really
0: Jack Dorsey's fault, but like that's that's, you know, anyway. We will continue to speak on that, but first I want to let you know that this episode of Rocket is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, your services, and even the content that you create. Squarespace has got you covered. With Squarespace, for example, uh, you can get started with a best-in-class website template and customize it to fit your needs. It's as easy as browsing the category of your business to find a perfect starting place. Uh, So, you know, whether you're, like, selling products, maybe you're showing off art in a portfolio, maybe you're, like, blogging about your books, for example, we don't know. And any of those things, Squarespace can basically be flexible to fit your needs. And you can customize that bad boy. Uh, it is very fun, I should say, to customize a Squarespace website. I love messing around with the fonts, uh, with the size of text, with the way that the pages link to each other. I love, I love building it like like building a, a beautiful town in Sim City. Um, and even though. You know, I, I wish I had more to show off. It's still a really fun process. Uh, you can head to squarespace.com/rocket for a free trial with no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code ROCKET to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That is squarespace.com/rocket. And when you decide to sign up. Use the offer code Rocket to get ten percent off your first purchase, and show your support for Rocket. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right, so I would love to talk about some of the uh, changes that Elon <laughs> has tweeted <laughs> about making, and I would uh. love to preface that by saying that. As, as Christina said at the top of this topic, the last six months or whatever have been a train wreck. Uh, I don't personally think we can take anything that Elon Musk says at face value. So this is kind of a thought exercise, um, at, at least as far as what's going on in his head. Um, none of this stuff has been totally confirmed yet, but we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it because it's all that Twitter is it talking is. about. It's all –
2: look, it, I mean, I, I – I, 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 disagree sort of with your analogy to the Trump thing, Bree, only because that feels so extreme for something that is so not the same level as like fascism reaching in the United States. But I will say the way that the media and the whole public has been all consumed by this conversation is identical to what things were like in, in 2016.
1: I, I'm not, I think that's fair. I'm not trying to, I mean, look, obviously like kids in cages, like the destruction of democracy. It's, it's not fair comparison. I, I'm just saying, having a clown that is a terrible person that's all oh, anyone's no, talking agree. about yes. day in and day yeah. out. That is. Oh, no, the same. you're exactly right. Like, just from a character point of view, like, I think, uh, like, Trump's probably Trump's a worse person because he's hurting our democracy. He's a way worse person. But as far as just being a. Uh, like, oh God, I can't believe people worship this dude, you know? What I mean? I, I, so.
0: I do I do think that like the there is a relevant point of comparison in in the sense that like this is a person whose statements you can't trust. Right. And and but we are yeah. forced to treat them seriously because they're in a position of power and because they love spectacle. Yeah, yeah.
2: And and, and also and also we have to we have to admit there's a charisma factor, like Again, like I don't understand the appeal either, but there is a charisma factor because there are many people who have this level of power who don't have this level of attention, and mm. and and the same yeah. is true for Trump. And 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 whether you like it or not, like there is a charisma factor that just there's something compelling about this this insanity, uh, you know, that keeps you from turning away. So back to your point, Simone, like we're all talking about it, and then Musk, what he's doing right now is he's literally. Live tweeting his way through figuring out how to run a co- how to run the company, yeah. <laughs> which, you know, okay. Like, it, it, it's just bananas. This whole thing is just bananas. Yeah.
0: All right. Shall we talk about the topic that has all of Twitter in an uproar? Yep. Uh, one of the very first things that Elon Musk said he wanted to do was make the blue verification check available as a subscription. Originally, the number that was tossed out was $20. It is currently... Eight dollars uh, is the number that's being tossed Oof. out for the verification, as I think part of a Twitter Blue bundle is essentially what's being offered. Yeah.
2: Well, well what's going to happen is that, that verification will be a feature in Twitter of Blue. Twitter Blue, right? Mm-hmm. Which, which will I think now it's five dollars a month, and it'll be going up in price to eight dollars a month, is I believe. Yeah. Is a belief there, it believe whatever?
0: Yeah. There are a few other I think aspects of that, like Twitter Blue and what he wants Twitter Blue to offer, that we're going to be talking about, but. Because we are all verified, uh-huh. we do have to talk about the Oh, we check do. Mark. Oh, we do. I mean, it's <laughs> its own ugh. topic and it has truly yes. upended Twitter. It has. Twitter. I, I, I will say his phrasing of it. Uh, what did he say? Enough of like the divide between peasants and the aristocracy make the Twitter uh, the check checkmark uh, available to anyone Anyone who wants to pay, which as some very smart people have pointed out, is a silly on its face because it's like make it not inherited anymore, make it based on who has money, but also b, eight dollars a month is not a lot. If you want to scam people, whoa, yes, uh, <laughs> yes and no,
2: yes and no. All
0: right, uh, we, we All will right. talk. What about do you it. think about it, Christina?
2: I mean, I don't think it's the worst idea. I uh, but 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 I'll let I'll let you and Brie talk about it first. I have I have thoughts on this that might like, A, I think that most people who are blue checks who actually care about it will pay. I know you probably won't, Simone. Maybe you'll be you able to get... That. I know you, you know are. that. I, I do know that, <laughs> but, but but Polygon might pay for you. But I think in most cases, I mean, look, I, I think that people who are like, I bring value to the platform, they should pay me. Okay, get over yourself. Honestly, you don't. Like, there are very yeah. few people that actually Maybe bring any Stephen value King to any does. of this. Maybe Stephen
1: King does. Maybe Stephen King. I mean,
2: <laughs> but, but Stephen King's publisher, an agent can pay for him, right? Like, I'm just saying, like, like you know... Uh, I feel like I will pay and I own that and I don't care like what that says and what that signifies. I'm actually curious to see if there will be like levels of badging. Verification has been this difficult thing that Twitter has struggled with. And I know this from talking to a lot of people internally over the years. They've struggled with it because verification has meant a number of things. Like it was initially supposed to be this is just you are who you say you are. And, and um, you were not the impersonator. It was not supposed to be a value judgment. It was not supposed to be an endorsement. However, it was, and it was like, because once Twitter started taking the verification badges away, then to me, that completely negates the argument that it was just about letting people know who you, that you are, who you say you are, and that this is a safety thing. Because if you take it away, then it, then, then that, that, I'm sorry, that negates the whole thing. Um. So there was a, a notability aspect. There was, you know, kind of a hierarchy elitism aspect. Um, But let's be honest, for most people, it was a clout thing. That's why people applied in droves when they relaunched the verification program to the masses, you know, 18 months ago. But they've never really been able to crack it. Because on the one hand, you have people say that it's, you know, like this, like a gatekeeping thing that only certain people who know the handshake or can fit you know, certain things can get verified. And on the other hand, you have people who are like, no, but if everyone's verified, then no one is. So it's like, what is it? I mean, I think at least in this case, you have an opportunity. I'm not saying it's going to work, but you have the opportunity for it to be what it really is, which is largely, you know, like uh, wearing an expensive watch and a signifier and, and and an act of like wearing like, you know, a logoed shirt. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, I I, honestly, (laughs) and, and and I think that people will pay and I think that they will do it without blinking. Uh, I think some people will complain about it, but yeah, I mean, I think it, I, I, but I, I don't buy the argument that it's ever actually done anything, um, in, in real terms in terms of like preventing, you know, like, as I said, they could take the check mark away. So to me, that sort of debased the whole idea that this was purely about like safety because if it was and there shouldn't be a value
0: judgment in it. either you are or either you are who you say you are or you aren't, you know. I have a few feelings on this, but Brie, I think it's your turn to talk.
1: Yeah. Sure. Um, so I want to tell the story of how I got verified at Twitter because it was the middle of Gamergate. It was exactly what you're talking about, Christina. It was a way to ensure that you are who you say that you are. Um, So several things happened. Someone figured out uh, my old Twitter handle was SpaceCatGal, and the old Twitter font, the uppercase I, looked identical to Mm -hmm. the L. And I had someone that decided to make a Twitter account that went pretty viral at the time of me, supposedly, like the fake me, saying the most horrible slurs against people on the autism spectrum that you can imagine. To this day, I still have people showing up in my Twitter mentions going, "Well, don't you hate people on the autism spectrum that they don't say it that politely, right? Right? Like referring to this. Like there was real harm to my reputation that was done with that. So you know, it's not like if 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 someone out there wants to feel special and pay more money, like I." I don't need to feel special at this point in my career. I don't care. Um and if someone wants to pay a lot of money for verification, god bless. I think uh you know it's clear like Elon's got a lot of money he's got to pay make to uh, make up with just the interest payments uh on his leveraged buyout which is going to be over a billion dollars a year according to the Wall Street Journal. Yep. I understand he's got to get additional revenue from from somewhere. For me as a user this is what I care about. It's not about being special. It's that I need people to know that the Brianna Wu with the checkmark is a real account with me because the stakes are really high. And right. to this day, I still have people um, trying to impersonate me. Um, The other sure. features that they're talking about getting along with this, uh, seeing half as many ads. I'm sorry, I'm a heavy Twitter user. Seeing fewer of these the worst ads on the planet. I will happily pay for that.
2: Right. Um, and
1: what were some of the other features? It was uh, like your tweets having priority in the algorithm,
2: which which they already have. To be clear, the, the one thing I sure. was going to point out with this because you're right that it that it is this the one of the you know advantages of verification is people know that it's Brianna Wu, but another fact and this has been a fact for as long as verification has been around is that you rank higher in the algorithm you rank higher in search you replace, sure. your replies your, your replies are are better so it's not as if it's like everything else is equal we got you know we had the the filtering services in terms of you know harassment years before everyone else did right it's like there's yes were real tangible things that were there so you're you're I I totally agree with that. I'm just saying, like, I think that for some people, like, it's just, it's not as if those things didn't already exist. But yeah, they're talking about getting rid of ads, half as many
0: ads. Um, I think that from what longer videos and audio and bypass paywalls at participating news organizations, the other uh, things I've seen mentioned. That's
1: worth $8 a month for me. I I will pay for this. And I hate that people are going to think that I'm paying for this, Eh. like, because I want to feel special. That is Eh. not the case at all, you know? Um, it's it's a value proposition for me.
2: Totally, and it's a value proposition for a lot of brands and a lot of people. Yeah. And I and I would I would posit this, and and I I know this is going to sound harsh, but but I I'm sorry. If you are in a position where you feel like your identity, your brand, and and by this I really do mean your brand, uh, as as you know, gross as people might find that term, is being usurped and is being like impersonated and whatnot. If you feel like it is that important for you to be on Twitter and for people to know that it is you. Then I don't know how different this is than when you have to buy like your your name.com for your domain names and the variations therein. Like it's it's unfortunately it's one of those things of being part of the internet. And and I I'm not like defending charging for it, but I do also know that this was something that had been discussed by people long before Elon joined about being part of like the Twitter blue thing, was was making um, verification like, uh, you know, like completely tied to whether or not you are a a subscriber or not. So it's not like, so he, this wasn't a brand new thing just for him. This was something that internally they had, they had talked, they talked about doing too. If it'll work or not, I don't know. But, you know, I, I also feel like a certain point, like, you know, you and I, uh, we have like, you know, like I own many variations of my, of my, um, of my name, you know, as, as domain names. And, and, uh, if you have like, you know, companies, you, you buy like trademark things, you know, to to protect them and, and you can feel like, well, I shouldn't have to do that. But as I said, it's just, it's one of those like kind of costs of, of being public. If you want to be on those platforms, if you don't care about the platform, who cares if someone impersonates you? But if, you know, if you do, you know, it, I, I don't see it necessarily as being like a
0: huge like, ask.
1: So I have further thoughts on this, but Simone, I know you wanted to I mean, how how are you feeling about it?
0: I, I think your comparison to, like, buying a domain name is really apt, Christina. I think that totally makes sense to me. I also think this whole thing, like, it, it's so ridiculous and it all, as you pointed out, comes down to this discussion of, like, what's important. Is it a real name policy like Facebook has, which right. is something that I'm also, like, vehemently against because right. I don't think that you should have to ever send in your ID to a website to get verified, um, and which that being said is something that I've done several times in an attempt to become verified on Instagram just for clout. That being said, <laughs> <laughs> right? If I had to pay for it, would I be doing it? Absolutely not. Um, and then so the, it comes down to this, as you said, this confusion between like, okay, are we are we doing a, verif- a real name policy like Facebook, or are we? Do we want to know? Like from a news perspective, not that I'm John Doe, mm-hmm. but that I am John Doe who works for the White House, and what I'm saying matters because of that. Like if, I, if I'm I'm talking about Ukraine, I'm John Doe who works for the White House, and what I'm saying should be weighed differently than John Doe question mark who is somebody not affiliated with anything to do with politics. Um, and I, I think that's where like these discussions are essentially like they can go nowhere because nobody really as you said knows what the check mark is for um and in some ways it's very 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 useful um brianna's case is a use case there's also i've talked to multiple people who are journalists who are not high profile they maybe just have like a couple hundred followers they don't tweet a lot they don't they basically just will tweet about their work but one thing that they can do when they reach out to people on Twitter where often news breaks or people will post about things that are of interest, they can then reach out to that person and have a, a veneer of – um which professionalism? Yeah, because, well, like, yeah well, credibility. Okay, I know you work for Vox well, because right. you have that check mark. Well, well, it's a it's a credibility thing, and yeah, and,
2: credibility. And, that's the word I was looking for. And I don't disagree <laughs> with any of that. I just my only point is that these questions about what verification is they existed long before this scenario. Now, this doesn't mean that it's not still Elon's like task to clean it up because you, you you break His it mess now exactly. You, you buy it, you fix it, but it's not as if. But, but I guess my only point is that like. This has never been an, uh, like, and this, this, again, it goes back to things that are Jack's fault. Like, these were things that were never defined well at Twitter over the preceding,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, 13 years or however long they've had verified profiles. Like, I think I've been verified for 11 years, and and I and verification
0: certainly existed years before I was. So, you know, mm-hmm. the, the problem is... Well, setting aside these questions of, like, what verification is or isn't, I, I do think, like, what is certainly going to happen, as you alluded to, is... Brands are going to pay for this. I think companies will pay for it for their employees uh, if it's seen as necessary. Obviously, this isn't something we've like openly talked about at Vox Media, but I, I, I see the use case of it. I wouldn't be surprised if if this went through and then my check mark was paid for by my company. I do disagree that it will be a a, a popular thing among people who don't already have it and i think even people who do have it i will we'll see how it shakes out but i really think that saying people will pay for this at the drop of a hat is overestimating the importance that twitter has in everyone's lives like it's a That's spectacle it's a circus it's something angry. that we use every day maybe compulsively but that could change very quickly and for me like i None of these things have value for me except the the blue check in that I could reach out to a subject of a story and say, "Hey, I'm Simone for I work for Polygon, etc." Ads, I don't I don't even see them. Like my eyes glaze over when I look at them. Longer videos, eh, that that's cool, but I any longer video I'd share, I'd probably share from a work account. Um, bypass paywalls at participating news orgs. Uh, I'm really lazy about that. I, like th- th- these are things that that don't have value to me, and I think that a lot of people. If faced with a barrier to to using Twitter and if also the conditions there degrade, I don't think people are going to pay for it. I think it's a significant amount of money, and I don't think it's offering a lot to people outside of the use cases that we've specifically mentioned here.
1: So, and I, I think all that's really well said, Simone. Um, I, I wanted to add on a little bit more to this conversation just to give Elon a little bit of credit. Because something he said today is that he's um, he's going to write a little bit more about his long-term vision for Twitter in the future, um, which is in his goals specifically to get rid of all the bots and spam on the service. So I'm going to say something. I hope this is not too controversial. <laughs> but generally, generally speaking, when I'm using Twitter, I would say generally speaking, accounts that don't use their real name or have an identity tied to it um, are not accounts that I generally find worth interacting with. Like there are people that have aliases that they use online. It's not their real name, but they have like a, a consistent username that they use across platforms. That's good enough for me. That's an identity. My friend Faith does that. I knew, I know who that is, but I do think this is part of a longer strategy that Elon is doing to try to get rid of all these bots that make Twitter an absolutely miserable place to 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 interact with people. And I do, like this is can be controversial but I think there's a way to think about this where if there's a future where the people that are invested in having a productive conversation like not talking about right versus left or this ideology versus that ideology, just meaning like, I'm here to post and make people's Mm -hmm. lives hell versus I'm here to network and make friends and tell funny jokes and engage honestly with the algorithm. I could see that being positive for Twitter in the long run. And, you know, I don't think that's going to be the outcome here. I want to be clear that I think he's going to fail, but I think if you're looking at that for a long term vision, I think there's a, a credible way to think of that being better. Does does that make sense? Yeah.
2: I think so. Yeah. I, I will make one uh since you're, you know, giving him a little bit of credit, I will say one thing. When it comes to like getting rid of fraud accounts and things like that, I do actually think that having uh a, a payment attached of even a dollar um, a uh, any amount is actually a fairly high barrier. That doesn't mean people won't steal credit cards and whatnot. Of course, they will. But those things also get reported, and and then you can you can start blacklisting people, and you can build you know your support things there. Now that obviously is is intrinsic upon like is you know or like what is the the trust and safety and the the spam team and all those things. Like, are those people going to remain mm-hmm. employed? Are they going to be having the support they need to deal with that stuff? But I do actually think in terms of for some regards, like in terms of like cutting down on, on some of the, the spam stuff, because right now there've been a number of people who have verified accounts that are, have either taken things over or are spammers or do other things. I think that'll be harder, um, with something like this, not, not to say again, though, that like everybody should be, you know, have to be verified. Um, and, and I, I think that there's like a happy medium between something like, okay, I've maybe shared my information and I'm verified with a credit card because I pay for this service, but I'm keeping my actual identity or, or whatever it is not public, right? Like I think that that's one thing versus, you know, a Facebook policy of everyone has to use their real name um, in, in whatever that entails. Um, but yeah, I, I think to your point, like th- this potentially could, and, and I doubt it'll work out this way either, but you could conceive of like, you know, some of his big picture thoughts have been kind of like letting people sort of, have the experience that they want versus, you know, having to see everything that comes through the the cesspool. I don't have a lot of faith that that'll happen, but I, I don't, I'm not mad at, at, at the, you know, the vision that's being portrayed there uh, as,
0: you know, unrealistic as I might find it. Uh, we are running a bit short on time. So I'm going to say this is something that we should revisit next week. And for now, let me tell you that this episode of Rocket is brought to you by ExpressVPN. You've probably heard by now that you should be using a VPN when you connect to the internet, but adding an extra step to anything that you do every single day can just sound like a hassle. Well, if you know how easy it is to protect your connection with ExpressVPN, you'll be doing it. You'd be doing it already. ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. Uh, personally, like I, I, when I go out and I'm on the subway, of course I'm on the online, but that is a, a, a public place, uh, where I could potentially be under attack. Um, when I go out to work in coffee shops and connecting to that good, sweet coffee shop wifi, oh, it's free, but is it safe? We don't know. And it you, if you can't trust, you must connect to an express vpn <laughs> express vpn gets rid of all those things that you hate about vpns it's a vpn done right uh it is blazing fast lots of other vpns slow your computer to the or your connection to the point where it's not even worth it to connect But express vpn doesn't lag or buffer you can stream in hd with no issues and using it couldn't be easier you just open the express vpn app You click one button and enjoy instant protection across all of your devices. The fact is, once you connect to ExpressVPN, you don't even realize that you have it on. But your connection does, because it is secure. Your data is encrypted, and you can spoof your location so that you can have access to content available outside your region. That's why it's been called the best VPN by outlets like CNET. Right now, go to expressvpn.com slash rocket and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That is com slash rocket to get three extra months of ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN.com slash rocket. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of this show and all of Relay FM.
1: All right, so let's talk. We've really talked about we that. We talked for about that for like minutes. an hour. <laughs> yeah, I thought the show just started, and then you're like, "We're short on time." Yeah, no, we, didn't even, looked, like, we, didn't, we didn't, didn't even talk, talk even about vine coming. We didn't even talk about vine coming back. back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, if oh. you want to... Uh, no, there's let's let's save that because I'm curious about what will happen. But the rumor is, okay, I'll just briefly state the yes. rumor. The rumor is that Twitter engineers have been told. Go look at Vine's code. <laughs> we want that Vine back on our phones by the end of the year. Um, that these are the rumors being reported by Axios. Uh, they say it's it's legit. Uh, yet again, a, th- a big we'll see. A big we'll see. Do you all want to weigh in real quick on that? Real quick.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, my friend Sarah, who who uh, was worked at Vine and led the the shutdown efforts. I think that her tweet about it was. Was basically said everything, which was what did what did she it was say? basically like the code base is really old. A lot of it was even older than what you saw there, and that there's no way that like it, it would make no sense to revive it in any way, like bringing it back. I, I look, it was it was weird and beautiful, and and gone, and we're nostalgic for it because we miss it. Let let Vine like stay dead in peace. That's let that's, her but let 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 her rest. Yeah, that's it.
1: I just very quickly. <laughs> So, one of the rumors to come out was like, uh, I believe it was Vox. You were one of the people to report this, uh, The Verge, rather, that uh, like uh, they had until November like 20th Eighth? or something. No, like the 8th. Wait, like the 8th. Like, yeah. To change all the verification code. If they couldn't make that happen, they're fired. And then you know, like Elon's walking in being like, yeah, just revive this old code base. And my first <laughs> thought is, Wait a minute, that was before Twitter had that whole migration, right? Like from a back end perspective. So sure, that'll just be fine. Just we've got a TikTok competitor just sitting on over in the barn. It's a barn fine, like a Ferrari from the forties. So just go <laughs> get it. Like like yeah, go wake him up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's just this. He's yeah. got, oh got billionaire brain, man. He's got billionaire brain.
2: This is what Sarah tweeted. She's like, some free advice from someone who worked at Vine and also led the shutdown of Vine. This code is six plus years old. Some of it is 10 plus. You don't want to look there. If you want to revive Vine, you should start over. Trust me on this one, guys.
0: (laughs) Yep, yep, yep.
1: That's so diplomatic. Yeah.
0: Very, very measured. All right. Our dessert for the day real quick. Uh, The Witcher Season 3 is coming out, but it has been announced ahead of its release that Henry Cavill will not be returning in season four as Geralt of Rivia. He is leaving the show. Uh, He said, I've had a great time, basically peace. Uh, He talked a little bit about how like one of the things that he has learned over his years of being an actor is like when to step away from something. Um, That being said, he's still playing Superman according to black Adam. So we'll, we'll see about that. But uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe that's actually a scheduling conflict. A lot of people, uh, sad to see Henry Cavill go from The Witcher. He is a huge fan of The Witcher games. Um, a accredited nerd loves building PCs and Warhammer and things like that. And uh, like Geralt, I, I personally think he's really great as Geralt. Um, but there's there's been a, a lot of kerfuffle about this. Do either of you? Did either of you have strong feelings about this?
1: I've never seen the show, and um, so I don't have strong feelings about that. Um, I do think like Henry Cavill is a is a really good actor. I originally didn't really like him as Superman. I think there's a a kind of darkness to him. And as Christina and I have talked about, and sorry, you're wrong. Brandon <laughs> Routh is always going to be my Superman. Oh no, I mean, I think I'm he's sorry. like yes. most.
2: I think he's the most classically beautiful. But I just think yeah. that Henry Cavill is very, very hot. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah. He's hot. There's just, there's, I like him more as like a a villain in a mission impossible movie. Sorry, spoilers. Uh, as opposed to like a leading man, there's just, there's something there about him, but you know, I I wish him all the best in pursuing a project and look, let's be honest. The best show on Netflix these days ain't that good. Like watcher is the number two (laughs) show. Don't waste your time watching that. I'm not going to spoil it, but You're going to get to that final episode and you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be happy. So if I were an actor of Henry Cavill's uh, stature, um, I think I could do better than uh, what Netflix is currently offering, in my opinion.
2: So Liam Hemsworth is fine like he he did like inspire some great Miley Cyrus songs um but uh, but I think we can all agree that like of the Hemsworth brothers like he's not he's not Chris he's like definitely like lower tier. So I don't know how he's going to do in the role. I loved Henry Cavill um in in Witcher um I I know that he'd been like on records like I'll be there for the whole long haul. Yeah, well, 7 seasons is a long time to be committed it is to a something. Long time. Um, like like uh, George Clooney stayed on ER for five years, and that was and that was at the height of his career when he blew up because George Clooney is a professional and he like did his contractual duty. Most people don't do that, so I'm I'm like proud of Cavill for lasting as long as he did. And I have a feeling that what happened is that that now that um um you know James Gunn and the other people are back at DC, they were like, yeah, we want you back full time in the suit, and he's like. Yeah. Cool. I would like the money. Thank you very much. So, so, you know, I, I don't know how the show is going to recover. I, I, I'm, I'm hopefully optimistic, but I'm also going to be honest. Like, like I said, Liam inspired some really great Miley tunes. So maybe he can also do some good, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I think the show is, probably over here's
0: my my feeling on it i i think i have very little faith in liam hemsworth as the witcher he doesn't strike me as somebody who has the range right but i think we all need to get the frick over getting attached to actors in certain roles like yeah like, didn't this used to happen all the time where, like, you could just, like, replace an actor in a movie or in a TV show and we didn't have to talk about, like, whether this will ruin the show or whether we need to, like, CG their face into it or something or whether we need to come up with, like, some some in-universe canon reason for the the character to look different or for the actor to have been replaced, like, Doctor Who aside, like, it's fiction, yeah. I'm pretty well capable of looking at a TV show and saying, like, okay, he looks different now. Totally. I, I don't give a crap. I am exactly. so it's, over it's
2: that. <laughs>
0: like, like, like soap
2: opera aging, right? Like soap operas do it all the time. It's yeah. typically not done for the for the title character in a TV show. It's typically not done like you do see it in film franchises, but it'll usually be like in between Mm -hmm. films, you know, where you'll continue continuity wise. I mean, and that even has happened in acclaimed film franchises like, you know, uh, Katie Holmes was replaced by Maggie Gyllenhaal. Um, Yeah, uh, that's a good point. You know, so so this happens. It is. It's not unprecedented. It has happened before, but it is less common when your show is called The Witcher for The Witcher to be recast. Mm -hmm. But I agree with you. It's it's. Like, come on, like, uh, also this stuff is comic book based or video game based in this case, right? But like, video game. Yeah. I, I know, but what I mean, like, but in, in these genre things, the canon level of this stuff is not the same as it is with something else where like a lot of things can change and can be much more malleable. you know? So I think mm-hmm. that the, the I, I'm with you, Simone, like, I th- feel like the narrative aspect, the fictional aspect goes even further because... You know, there are, like, a bunch of different Batman and a bunch of Batman characters, a bunch of different Superman, and, like, they can exist in those worlds. And in video games, you can have different character designs, right? Like, it it would be, like, getting mad that, you know, Ryu doesn't look the same in the current Street Fighter games as he did in Street Fighter 2,
1: right? People do get mad about that. (laughs)
0: To be incredibly pedantic, the show is technically based on the books and not the video games okay but your point still stands i completely agree um so but uh, like that being said i understand obviously you know being sad that cavill won't see out the run because like i said he's perfect in the role and i don't think that hemsworth will be as good but like i'm thinking about this right now specifically because i was talking about uh, a song of ice and fire this weekend and I have reached the point in my love of those books where personally, like, I know one of the things that's holding George R. R. Martin up is that he created the characters, the Stark children, too young. And the things he wants to do with them in the future, like storyline can't happen because they're too young. I'm over it. Yeah. Age them up. Soap over aging. Just make Soap opera aging. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care anymore. <laughs> and I know, I know, I know that that would be literally the most unpopular thing that has happened in the history of literature. Cause people would be upset that the beautiful
1: fabric of those books was disrupted.
0: I don't care. <laughs> I want more books. <laughs> Age them up. Can't they do okay. a,
1: can they do a time jump like the Expanse did?
0: They should. Really I, well. I think technically they can't because of whatever the frick has to happen in his complex political world. Um, but yeah, he, yeah, he, he
2: said things in he's motion being for precious future days. It. He is being precious about it. And again, like, honestly, you write soap opera novels. Just do the soap opera aging. Like, let's, Get let in there. Like, like, let's be honest about what you write. It It's great, but it's soap opera stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's pulp fiction. So yeah, age them up. I'm with you. So
1: I feel like I haven't gotten an answer for the one thing I wanted an answer for in this topic, Ooh. which is, Simone, is this show worth my time?
0: Uh, that is such a divisive question. I really, really liked season one. I felt like I was one mm-hmm. of the few people who, like, uh, it, it was really divisive. I think it didn't get very good reviews, but among, like, my friend group, I we liked really it. I liked the first season. I liked the first season a lot. Yes. I did not finish the second season.
2: Same. Uh-oh.
0: What, so, to me, Christina, I don't know how you felt about it. To me, it just felt less fun and pulpy.
2: Yep. Yeah, Yeah. that was exactly it. Like it felt like some of the, because the first season was really fun and it was, but you know, this happens with a lot of these Netflix shows, but frankly also this happened with like the Marvel Netflix shows, right? It happens with a lot of these sort of genre shows where like you're out the gate really strong and you just can't sustain the momentum and that's what it felt Mm -hmm. like. And so for, I'll be honest, I kind of don't care because I'm not going to watch the fourth season anyway, right? Like, I don't even know if I'll watch the third season, you know, and, and that has like Cavill who I find very attractive in it. And I thought that he was great in the role, but like you, I didn't finish the second season. So, and there's so much other stuff to watch. I don't know if I'm going to go back and do it, but I did, Mm -hmm. I will say, I think the first season Brie would at least be worth a watch. Like maybe don't continue past that.
1: So help, help me understand this. So, um, like, I'm just going to be honest. The reason I've never played any of the Witcher games is because of that scandal in the game industry where basically the first game came out and there's like this trading card game. They, they implement into it where you like win based on how many women you can have sex with in the game. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm out. That's not, that's not something I'm interested in. I mean, is it, is it, is it substantive though? Like, was that just a boneheaded game design decision, and there's actually a good story there?
0: Yeah, I would say there is. I, the only one I've played is The Witcher Three, and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very good game. Obviously, the, the the big caveat here is CDPR has huge labor issues. Um, it it's a very solid RPG that has you know a complicated story that that does you know touch on. Uh, that that, that i think treats women i won't say i I will say well (laughs) it treats women well it's not like egregiously bad um i know i'm setting a really low bar here but like nothing in it like made me go uh um and there's even like there's really fun missions that are sexy and have to do with sex like there's this there's this witch that you can have an affair with and uh she sets up this like quest for you where you're like following her um like strewn clothing through the woods and then i think you is that the one where you ride on the back of a horse with her while you're both naked but it's like it's like very fun it's not framed as like a like you know sexual conquest i'm a man conquest and all these words like they're they're bantering and it's fun and it's like sexy and quirky and pulpy um and i felt yeah. similarly about the show where like obviously there is a lot of sexual content in it uh i found it mostly super fun there there's i think a couple episodes where i was like that's a little bit of egregious nudity for me personally um but there's uh, there's so much else happening in the show that for me was like i don't eh, it's fine Um. So I, I found it, I found season one definitely worth my time. Um, and season two right. didn't fail for me because of that. It failed for me because it was more boring.
1: Sounds like maybe I should give it a go.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm always curious to hear what you have to say about it. Um. All right, we got it. We got to get out of here. Brianna, what are you doing this week?
1: Oh, uh, gosh, what am I? Uh, I have a very close uh, uh, relative of mine that is getting married. Yay. So uh, I'm going to that. That will be a lot of fun. And uh, I am uh, right now. I'm rebuilding my entire office, uh, all new furniture. Um, I don't know if I talked about this on last week's show, but I drove over to New York. They had a CRT on sale at a, a junkyard, and not just any CRT. I saw this is so good. A Sony Triniton uh, a PVM professional video monitor. That's a twenty incher, which is huge for one of those. So I went and picked it up for speed running. It's great. Uh, the problem is it's so massive Mm -hmm. that I like, I'm trying to use my desk and I have no room for anything. So now I've got to rebuild my desk and for me to rebuild my desk, I've got to rebuild my entertainment center (laughs) in my office. So, um, I've literally like, if you saw like my office today. It's just wires everywhere and 10 video game systems taken apart. It's an absolute mess. So I am uh, trying to rebuild this all so I can have Zoom meetings without people thinking I, uh, I'm Watto from uh, oh. uh, Phantom Menace.
0: All right. Well, good. best of luck to you. That sounds Thank you. painful. Uh, Christina, what are you up to?
2: Well, first of all, congrats on the, the, um, like finding the ultimate CRT monitor because that's awesome. Um, I'm so mad I had, it wasn't a studio monitor like you had, but I had a 20 inch Triniton flat Mm. screen from like 2001. And that was like my TV, like in, in, in high school and college. And I'm so mad that I got rid of that because God only knows how much I would spend on that now. But anyway, so you're going to love it. It'll be worth all the other stuff. As for me so I'm leaving um, I'm flying to San Francisco tomorrow morning so we actually recorded this early so any of the Twitter madness that unfolds after we recorded this this is my fault uh,
0: but oh I'm my flying- God in my intro I said it was Wednesday didn't I you did yeah it's oh actually my God. Tuesday it's Tuesday
2: it's only Tuesday <laughs> it's only Tuesday it's literally only yeah it, it's it's, it, it's only Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, this is never going to stop. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm going to San Francisco <laughs> for, uh, for, for for GitHub Universe, um which will be taking place next week, um the 9th and the 10th at uh, githubuniverse.com. Check it out. But uh, so I'm not going to be on the show next week. However, the three of us are going to yeah, be together. Baby. Yeah. On this week in tech on Sunday.
0: Woo! It, it's a and rocket takeover. Rocket takeover all three of us on Twitter. It's going to rock um so uh, let's see how can how can people watch that where do we
1: twit.tv.com
0: head over to twit.tv uh this sunday uh to see us with our faces as well as our voices yep i'm even gonna be there in person
1: oh my god i've gotta put my office together for this i've gotta put my office together in time oh my gosh you gotta Oh, my God.
0: I'm going to have to clean my room. I'm going to have to do laundry. Um, That's pretty much what I'm doing this week as well, basically. Uh, I will be prepping to be on Twit this Sunday. I'm so excited. It's not a race week, which is great news for me. That's part of the reason that I agreed to do it this weekend (laughs) because there's no race on Sunday. Um, That being said, all of the Formula One cars are potentially being held up in uh, trucker protests in Brazil because that's where the next race is. So that's that's an interesting intersection that we could be potentially talking about in next week's show, depending on if our if the if our plans hold up. Um. So, yeah, tune into Twitter TV on Sunday to see uh, all of our faces yammering away about tech for three hours. It's going to rule. If you are a boosty, a rocket booster subscriber, uh, you're about to hear us talk about nudity returning to Tumblr. Woo! Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. The sexy's back. Huh. For the rest of you, Christina, where can they find you online? You can find me at
2: film underscore girl on the Twitter while we still have it,
0: uh and uh
2: Instagram. You can find my videos that I do at work, um including uh, the the one from uh last week where uh the the, the, the gif is linked from at um, youtube.com
0: slash GitHub. All right, and Brianna?
1: I find me at Brianna Wu on uh on uh Twitter. And if you want to follow my world record speed runs, you can follow me. We'll drop a link in the show notes. Uh, that's Oh Yeah, Brianna Wu on Twitch. Uh, I'm going to start streaming my Princess Peach speed runs there. I got to say, it's a good time. Like, it's nail-biting. I'm on world 7-1. You're like, is Brianna going to make the jump over the column or is she going to screw it up again? Is that going to fire three times or just one? Is she going to get the good Birdo for 7-2? And it's it's high tense. Uh, it's very high stakes. So, uh, yes, you can see me We're doing true. that over on Twitch.
0: Nice. And you can follow me uh, everywhere at Doom Quasar and at YouTube dot slash Polygon uh, and Polygon's on TikTok as well at Polygon. So give us a follow there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Rockets. If you liked it, I hope you will subs- subscribe. rate rate is the word that i'm looking for you're already i mean i hope you'll subscribe too frankly you're missing out on fun topics but if you rate it if you share it with a friend that is enough that helps other people find the show and enjoy it uh, and and helps us keep this bad boy trucking along so thank you so much to everyone who does that this episode of rocket is terminated. terminated terminated terminated